1: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Full house this Friday, Steve Geller along with Bobby Ebber, Jeff Nowak, and of course Charlie, we're long running master control. And gentlemen, I just want to start off the show saying congratulations. We've made it through another training camp.
2: See but have we I think they
3: practice on Tuesday,
2: Tuesday Yeah there's a Tuesday
1: practice Is that, that comes not after training camp That comes well, yeah. after cuts well, we so We still
3: got to talk about that's training camp because who made the team and who didn't Right I don't know. To me, it's have to choose. It's, it's
1: um... all right. So that was a preemptive, pre-em- Yeah, don't
3: celebrate. Yeah, you're offside, Steve down, ah. offside, illegal procedure.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, we did have the referees at the dome practice today. It was uh, a lot of uh, good nuggets out of there. Another big day for Shaq Davis. Uh, the kicking battle starting to take that forefront. Uh, looked really interesting. Seeing the rookie Billy Group, uh, Billy Groupie. Billy Groupie. Uh, Yeah, I'm just making up. That, names that's now. Blake's brother. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Billy His and Blake. brother, Billy. But Blake Groopy hitting a 59-yarder, uh, doinked off the crossbar and, and through. We
2: wish that would have happened
3: in Minnesota. It, is it I, is it technically a doink
2: if it goes through?
3: I don't know. It, it, it still it, made the noise. I think noise. that it would make a it a
2: carom if it's if it goes through. <laughs> it,
3: it looks like when it hit uh, that it was going to go over. The momentum was. You know, it was like, oh, I think it's going to bounce back. No, it's like, no, it's, it looks like it's barely going to make it, but it's going forward. And so from that perspective, no, I, I was ecstatic because it could come down to, uh, you know, you, you relying on a kicker. Uh, and, and you might think, well, that's not realistic. No, it is when, uh, okay, you make a 58, 59 yarder, you win, you don't make it, you lose. Uh, you don't think that's important? Hell yeah. I mean, they all count the same. Right. <laughs> you know, whether you win or lose, but... I think right now, uh, you know, between Blake Groupie and and Will Lutz. Now, Will Lutz had a couple of misses. Mm. Uh, A little pressure there. But I think, and then you look at the punters, a lot of competition there and angle puntings are trying to down it, you know, inside the 10-yard line. Uh, I wrote down, I think, both punters, I don't know if I've ever witnessed this on the Saints uh, post-Katrina, that both punters and both kickers, uh, that we got four – uh, specialists as far as putting a kick in they all they can make the NFL. In other words, it's not just like a camp leg we're trying to save uh, who we know is going to be the kicker or the punter. There's still a lot of competition and I I think when I look at Blake Groupie, he definitely looks like NFL kicker to me, Will Lutz. I think he's going to bounce back from last year and then you look at the punters, Blake Gilligan and uh, Headley. Uh, I, I, I think they're both capable NFL punters so that's a good problem to have. You know? I,
2: have a, I have a question. I have a, I have a theoretical here. And this is kind of based on Peter King's uh, you know report that there's this idea that maybe the Broncos could show up and trade a six-round pick for Blake Groupie. If you had the option, if it came down to, okay, we'll trade you a six-round pick pic, pic for Blake Groupie or we'll trade you a fifth-round pick for Will Lutz, who were you trading?
3: I don't think Sean Payton knows a Groupie. He knows Will right. Lutz. I, if he's convinced, and I I think he has a good hand on Will Lutz, I think he would uh, take more of the proven player than, I think so too. than the rookie. I mean. I,
2: and if I'm Sean, I'm like, well, if you like Blake Groupie so much, stop selling him to me. You keep him. I'll take the other guy.
3: Yeah, well, that's a good point, You Jeff. know what I mean? No, can, no, that, put your that, money that, where your
2: mouth is. That's what I would say anyway. That's, no, that,
3: no, that's a good argument. That's, that's uh, based on two guys that are capable. But I think uh, a coach like Sean Payton or, or – uh, you know, you're not going to roll the dice. Just, just go with a young guy who's never made actual NFL kick in, in a real game. Even though he's outstanding And you know, preseason game or training camp and all that. I think he would tend to go Will Lutz.
2: So, it's funny because when he went with Will Lutz, it was the opposite. Where it was like, he was the unproven guy. But I think that there's a difference here where, at that point, he had so much equity built up with the Saints that it's like, you, you kind of can get away with some stuff, whereas in year one with the Broncos, is he, does he want to entrust?
1: And Lutz was still someone that Peyton kind of—I don't want to say discovered, but he got him from obviously the the tip from Harbaugh. Yeah, and it was someone that he, you know, looked at before, you know, bringing in. But I'm sure he still got well, some minions around the yeah. Saints facility oh, right, that have right. reports for him.
3: Well, the thing <laughs> is, when you think about uh, Will Lutz. I don't know what he did in Baltimore, but he could have made every kick, not even miss one. Yeah, he's not beating uh, Justin Tucker. Yeah, they're not going to keep him over Justin Tucker. So, I mean, I, I'm sure that – Justin int- Tucker is
2: still the best <laughs> kicker. In yeah,
3: I, so, so I think that intel was, uh, uh, you know, it was like, look, he was awesome. He didn't miss anything, but we got Justin Tucker. You know, so so what are you going to do? So. I want,
1: I'm curious, you know, your guys' thoughts on the position battle at wide receiver. I, I think it was pretty – wide open kind of things we know we had our, our favorites there you know Traquan looked good early on uh we were definitely seeing keith kirkwood have a good camp uh a.t perry's even had his share of good days but of late all the buzz has been about Shaq diesel as Jawan johnson called him at practice today Shaq davis has been lightening it up since that last preseason game guys well i
3: I have uh, Shaq Davis. Uh, I don't know. He seemed like you know we were bragging on. It looks like Michael Thomas yesterday was catching everything. He had you know nine, ten catches. Well, it seems like Shaq Davis had at least half a dozen hmm. uh, targets. Even ran a nice jet sweep with him, uh, and he looks like he was able to pick yards. Looked like he would have gained about fifteen yards. And you don't picture him like a big guy running like a jet sweep. I don't know. It was like an end reverse, but I think it was a jet sweep. I know you
1: thought it was Rashid Shaheed doing it. Yeah, yeah. And it
3: ended up being uh, Shaq Davis. So uh, and then they ran right after that option type pitch uh, with Kirkland. So hey, you want to get in those playmakers' hand and in, in space. But um, yeah, uh, Shaq Davis, without a doubt, uh, he's on the practice squad. I mean, just about well, what he's done. What have you done for me lately? Uh, it'd be. I don't know what you do for. What if he does awesome against um, the Texans? And I still think it's a numbers game, but um, yeah, they can see definitely the development and the light clicking for Shaq Davis and how he's been able to shine.
2: You know, it's funny you talk you talk about Shaq Diesel earlier this offseason. I heard Jimmy Graham call him Bambi, which really? is kind of funny okay. to me because he's just like a like a baby deer. Yeah. he's got the long limbs and he's kind of growing in. And, and, and Dennis Allen, I think I don't know if he's yesterday the day before, but he said something along the lines of when he first got here, he didn't know whether the ball was pumped or stuffed which I thought was a solid line. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Palmer's still uh, and,
2: and I do think, like, we saw it early in, the, in camp. I think he and A.T. Perry were both kind of struggling to, to pick up the speed of the NFL. And I think both have really come on strong. And I think, to me, you end up leaning more towards A.T. Perry because he's a draft pick. If you strip away that and just kind of look at their production, I think they are neck and neck. I really do. And Shaq, to me, has the more reliable hands.
3: Oh, I, I wrote that down, Jeff. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. There, there was uh, an out route. Um, uh, it was only a 10 yard gain, but it was a lot of traffic, and you could see the strong hands there. Mm-hmm. And I was like a Michael, a young Michael Thomas type catch uh, that he was able to haul that in. And I said, "Oh, well, other a lot of receivers do that." Uh, no, they don't. Uh, it ends up that's end up being a pass breakup. So Shaq Davis, strong hands in traffic on that out route. Uh, you know, it's another observation. Carl Grandison, mm-hmm. if he was playing hmm. against Trevor Penning, I think he'd have 15 sacks this year I mean, on the season. Now, if he was playing week in and week out, now ho- hopefully that's he a good sign. Thing. So hopefully I'm thinking that Carl Grandison has gotten that much better. Because right now we'd be, I'd be really pleased with Carl Granderson. Not, Watch
1: out, T.J. Watt. Here comes Carl Granderson. No, I mean
3: he doesn't have to get like <laughs> if he gets like seven or eight sacks, I, yeah, I'm gonna be encouraged by that. But uh, going against Andrews, I mean not Andrews, going Penning. against that's another story. Uh, but but, <laughs> but going against uh, uh, Trevor Penning, uh, I'm like no, he would if they play. He, he played him 17 games. He'd have 15 sacks, uh, and, and that would be like it'd be okay. What is the over and under? Carl Granderson-Sacks versus Trevor Penning. I think that's and, I, and that's kind of discouraging. And I still think, I talked to Jeff Duncan about this, I still think that Trevor Penning is a starting NFL offensive lineman. I don't know if he's a starting offensive tackle. Like on a guard, I think Trevor Penning's going to have a double-digit career. Very similar to Andrew Speed. You know, Andrew Speed, has spot-played at tackle. Mm-hmm. Right. You know when they did but not like let's say like for two months straight or you know he's uh, you know he's been a uh, formidable boy guard. so where and,
1: does that leave us as left tackle for this
3: season? I don't know, Steve. I, I, that, 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 I don't have to answer. I don't. I, mean, I don't have to make those decisions. Come on, we, Coach A. Bear. you well, were telling the team
1: well, how to do practices with with noise. You noise, know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and
3: Dennis. Dennis
1: acknowledged that. Then Coach Dennis Allen.
3: Yeah, uh, bring that up again because I want to elaborate on that. <laughs> but anyway, uh, with Trevor uh, panning, hopefully, you know, he's taking baby steps, but. Uh, he needs to take maybe a giant leap come September 10th. Uh, the Titans haven't. Look, their offensive line might be a little shaky, but their D-line ain't shaky. So I, I think you're going to see both the Saints D-line get after the Titans and vice versa. And the Titans D-line gets after the Saints O-line. Now, who protects the football? Who can maybe be opportunistic and, uh, and get turnovers? Uh, I, I think that's going to be big. You know who's another one? Uh man, you know who whooped Andrews Pete, and that's a good for us. A uh, newcomer Nathan Shepard, man, he was like uh, he was barely getting in the way of Nathan Shepard. You know what doing that uh, red zone stuff. Yeah, so, big big so dude. I would say good for the D line, uh, I, not so much still suspect with the O line.
1: Uh, the, the Derek Carr is going. Wait a minute. I've got a defense in front of me now, but what about the ball? Got to come out. Right. You got to
3: get the yards after the catch. You know, remember when we were dogging kind of like uh, Tampa Bay, all the injuries, their offensive line. Do you know Tom Brady? Like he was only pressure, like he's one of the least in the whole NFL, but like 20 like yeah, seconds. Because he gets the ball out. In like yes, because the ball's seconds. coming out. Right. So I had the quarterback to control that and help the offensive line a little bit. We'll be coming out
1: with more training camp notes coming back from the break right here on WWL. Call
4: from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
3: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
4: Look good to get back here in the dome, get another practice in here under these lights, get a chance for guys to get used to the, the, uh, the surroundings here. Again, we worked a lot of good situational work. Got the crowd noise during the huddle, Bobby, so all's good here.
1: That's Head Coach Dennis Allen after today's practice giving a shout-out to the Cajun Cannon, who we're calling Coach Bobby Bear after today.
3: No, I mean, uh, I, I know stuff that you should work on. <laughs> and, uh, you know, as far as – So but, does Coach. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Dennis Allen knows. I mean, uh, like the crowd noise, you might think. Because, you know, when you're practicing and you communicate, because I'm telling you, when everybody at the NFL level could play, I mean, they wouldn't be there physically. You know, then uh, where you're at mentally, how do you grasp uh, stuff uh, – you know, especially on offense. But even like the number one thing I'm telling you, when you throw fans in there, is communication. You got to have it's a team sport, you got to have everybody on the same page. And what I mean by that, what they did earlier in the week, and that's why I asked uh, Coach Allen, early in the week when they were doing this inside the inside drill, the facility, they would break the huddle and it was definitely uh, loud. With uh, when the offensive come to the line because and they would do a motion, so the defense has to make their checks in the back end of the secondary where you they, you can't really hear one another, you have to rely on hand singles. Okay, what coverage are we changing? How are you going to communicate? And uh, the, Dennis Allen got mad after that practice, and I'm not gonna, he basically said it's like mm-hmm. it's gonna be freaking loud in the dome, a few other choice words, but you know. And he, beep, 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 beep. and he was talking, and the guys that had a metal bust. Now, think about this. Oh, well, Abears, the backups. No, it wasn't. It was Demario Davis, Bradley Roby, and Marcus May. And um, Foster Morrow was only about seven mm. or eight yards. And then they all look, I thought you had him. I thought you had him. You know, you know, one of those things. Yeah. Uh, you know, so that's what the communication, because in the dome here, it's going to be loud when we're on defense, we want it to be loud. So maybe the other team jumps off sides and I always tell fans, and impact plays. I always say like when we play the Titans, when you see in the, the Titans in the huddle, that's when you have to yell. You have to yell so loud, maybe they don't hear uh, the right play, they don't hear the right uh, snap count, and all you need is one guy. Uh, you know, the quarterbacks could be screaming uh, the play, and maybe one guy didn't hear what the rest heard. And they jump off sides, and now it's first and fifteen. Uh, uh, they or don't, they don't hear, like, a, a particular, uh, like, assignment. You know, uh, we should always cheer, like, when the opposing team's in the huddle and they're on the line, how the offensive line's even trying to uh, communicate. You know, they almost – you play long enough alongside one another because uh, that's how you disrupt it. But once the play starts, you can just watch the play. All that yelling, all that doesn't even matter. Now, after they perform, then you yell. So today what they did – was uh, when the offense was in the huddle, our offense. So they put it loud, so you saw, saw everybody leaning in. Yeah, it's like it's not a nicely formed huddle, and then uh, basically, because I've been there, done that. Derek Carr is screaming to call the play, and they almost kind of reading your lips and uh, and you're trying to communicate because you got to make sure, you know, somebody might not even hear the snap count, then you ask the other player, and then you got to make sure you know the right play. Uh, the funny story, i probably said this on the radio two or three times. I don't know if Jeff ever heard I'm going to say it again. <laughs> uh, Steve Trapillo, he was a rookie from Boston College. And he's a rookie, and he's starting off. And the, the same situation. And Mike said it was a lot thicker than it is now, you know, back then. <laughs> and uh, Trapillo would jump off sides or, you know, maybe he didn't hear the right play. And then so Morris chewing him out. And stuff, uh, Coach Boudreau, the offensive line coach, and he said, "Well, I can't understand Abear. I, I I don't know what he's saying." And I said, "Trap, that's so much of BS. You just uh, you just nervous because you're a rookie. Come on, you need to like uh, you know, tighten up, you know, kind of thing." And, and I said, "Hey, listen, why all the other nine guys got it and you're the only one who didn't get it? Because you got to be more poised, uh, you know, stuff like that." And I said, "Yeah, by the way, I said, okay, you from Boston? <laughs> you born and raised there?" I said so. Maybe I don't pronounce my ths. Uh, you know, come with me or both of them and all that. How about you? You don't pronounce your rs. Uh, like, parked the car at the bar. Mark, hey, Mark, uh, trap. name's Mark. You know. So car, as a quarterback, car? did you have that hard, loud cadence that you delivered at the line? I, I would be like hoarse after like a game. Okay. Yeah, you know, you want to kind of come from within, you know? To, uh, yeah. So you're not straining your throat, your voice that much, but. Uh, uh, I, I, I literally, and um, I can remember even playing the 49ers in the Dome because, uh, you know, we finally started winning. The fans would be so loud, you try to quieten the fans down. And literally, we the home team, and I'm screaming in the huddle just to call the play. So that's what Dennis Allen, they, they die in the I's, crosses the T's. They practice at everything because communication. I'm telling you, to even have a chance in the NFL, you can't be guessing. Well, I think the play's this, or, or I think the snap count. Well, enough of that. Well, we've seen how many times we had a legal procedure just against the charges when the officials and the game we must have had 10 11 12 false start penalties. That's they, unacceptable. they had
2: 14 accepted <laughs> oh, penalties. okay
3: oh, yeah. 16 total. so uh yeah. see that, that that we gotta nip that in the bud yeah, we'll come back to bite you it's so but that, that was the whole thing with the crowd noise and um, and really gonna the, 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 the fans are chomping at the bit that that comes September 10th against the Titans. Especially you get off to a fast start and you give the fans something to cheer about, uh, then they're going to be into the game. All I know is this conversation is getting me excited
2: for that game in New England so I can hear all the Patriots fans yelling, Ka!
3: Get Ka! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, that's that's Sack that, that, car. That, 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 that's, uh, that's Jeff's uh, territory. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. get off the car. <laughs> get off the car. We are giving car too much time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, uh, we saw yesterday the uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers man. They really handed it to the Atlanta Falcons. It was just preseason play, obviously, gentlemen. And the the Steelers had most of their starters out. While well, the Falcons had mostly the second teamers in. But it's always nice to see the Dirty Birds getting shut out.
3: Well, and I like uh, you had the great. Mike Tomlin quote I mean the only thing I would disagree with that a little bit is that okay so what if you do box are you you, just say the quote that I'm gonna come in
1: yeah in order to be uh, a good boxer you have to spar kind of thing
3: yeah well that makes a lot of sense yeah oh, I'm saving myself no you better spar if you want to be a good boxer but you, you know, so you got to
1: play if you want to be a good player. Obviously. Yeah,
3: but then you don't want to uh, maybe a player that you that you're counting on and you already know what you they have. I was well, gonna like, say, what like, if you
1: know what? Yeah, what if you know uh, like what they already Lattimore, have in the ring? Like
3: <laughs> Lattimore. I'm not like. I'm not, come on. I'm not Nothing to about prove. It. Uh, yeah, uh, Lattimore. Camaro. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it, uh, it'd be a shame <laughs> that all of a sudden you play in a meaningless game, meaningless game like the, the Texans and they get hurt. What? You'd be dejected. So, uh, yeah, that's why I think – but certain players, yeah, you need a. it's like the same thing. Uh, There's not too many players that could be awesome in the NFL and not practice. I mean, the only one I saw – and he's coaching University of Colorado right now. (laughs) Uh, I I played against him with him, Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders was playing with the Braves in the playoffs, got in a helicopter. We were playing the Rams in St. Louis. Didn't even have his equipment. (laughs) <laughs> Comes right before kickoff, and they just give him some pads, and he held Henry Allen like to one catch, like, 14 yards. He didn't even practice none.
1: Now that, folks, is GOAT status right uh, yeah, there. Come yeah. on.
3: I, I, I never witnessed nobody else to be able to do that. Right. Don't have to practice. And going from one One sport sport at the highest level and and be dominant. Yeah, it wasn't
1: like you got done with a minor league game and came to the NFL. Just, I'm going to play one MLB game and then I'm in the NFL a couple hours later. Yeah,
3: the Braves, it was a playoff game. It was like a postseason baseball so I mean, it yeah, we see.
1: won't see another Dion. Man, that guy was one well, of the. Well, you know, time. it was
3: like that. Bo Jackson was like yeah. that, but he wasn't doing they it. They were doing uh, it at the same time, weren't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah did yeah. they play
1: against each other? Yeah, yeah. With, with Bo, but Bo never did the whole, the two games in one day kind of no, thing. No, no, oh, uh, no. Uh, he he the Kansas City
3: Royals were terrible. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and he was with the Raiders, <laughs> right, so they were yeah. in the same town. See, it was the same town, Braves Falcons. So he was made it a lot easier. Can you imagine if someone
2: yeah. tried to do that now, like with the amount of money that's behind it and. Like there's just no way they would allow.
1: I mean, that.
3: as big as Otani is, I don't know. It seemed like he could be a tackle. Maybe if you think you would have. Well, now he's on the shelf hand. though for yeah. pitching for the year. God, that's terrible. And then before you got really that new contract, but
1: <laughs> Charlie's
0: giving thumbs down in there.
3: <laughs> that's bad
1: for baseball
3: guys. You think he's bad for baseball, too? No, I the think fact that he's hurt. injured is oh, bad yes. for baseball. No, yeah, the exactly. fact that the
2: Angels can't have a winning record with two of the they best, best players they is stink, bad for baseball. Ugh, what a disaster.
3: Yeah, what about the supporting cast, huh? You know, where- Fire everybody!
1: <laughs> uh, more long looking at the preseason game on Sunday, guys. The finale against the Texans. I won't say surprise, but uh, would you have given Derek Carr a little bit of work in this one, considering we just saw him a series against the Chiefs, and we didn't get another set of joint practices this week? Or you think all's good? We know what he's capable of. To
3: you've seen enough. Well, no, it, it'd have been nice to, uh, especially yesterday, uh, you know, like like the the Thursday yeah. practice. You're playing on that Sunday. That Thursday against the Chargers, and they still got a lot of work uh, done today. But even against the charge, the Thursday practice, Jeff. Wouldn't you say this, it was probably both intense? But the Thursday, to me, because you have a few days before you play. That's kind of like the game, yeah. And guys, you count on. Well, yesterday, I think it was the most spirited practice the Saints have had in There's training a camp. A lot of yapping, and, right? and it was against one another. Now you'd rather that maybe be against the Texans, but I, I don't know if the Texans are too good, uh, too good of a measuring stick right now. See, see, to shame m- on us if we don't beat the Texans this year. To me, it's you know, it's, I think it's less
2: about Derek Carr and more about you're not putting Derek Carr out there unless you're giving him his first team offensive line, and I don't think you want to put Ram out there because they have been very no. delicate with Ryan Ramchek in terms of the program he's on, and if you were, you're not putting Derek Carr out there with a backup right tackle, right? And so no. to me, that's to me that's the question. It's like, are you going to put the first team OL out there? And if you are, then you can start Carr. If you're not, then it's off the table. That's that's how I, I kind of see it.
3: Listen, just uh, watching how they've practiced, um, Derek Carr is familiar enough with the offense. He had their first drive against the Chiefs. He don't need to play Sunday. Yeah. I think you'll see Jameis and you'll see Hayner. Um, now, Jameis might get a whole half. Uh, but again, people, I'm going to get a lot of texts or call on this. <laughs> um have, could you say convincingly that Jameis Winston has beat out Jake Hayner in, in training camp?
1: No, we've kind of talked about. it. I that don't a think
3: little. it's a competition. I no, think no. they've made that decision. Right, right. But yeah. but, but, right. but, but right. I'm saying I, that was the same thing last year. You came from Mars. I, I I just no, I came from <laughs> outer space, I see, right? And I'm just watching. I don't know who nobody. I don't know who Jameis Winston is. I don't know who Andy Dalton is. I don't know who nobody is. Yeah. And I'm just watching every practice. Now we all know Jameis Winston was the starter. But Jameis Winston did not beat out Andy Dalton last training camp. You know what? And, and I, I think this training camp, he didn't beat out Jake Hayner. You know what, Jameis does. I'm not even do. talking about
2: Derek Carr. The thing Jameis doesn't do that drives me insane is he does not make passes that seem to have any care about saving his pass catchers' lives. He throws balls that guys have to go catch. I'm just like, they're gonna die.
3: Like, <laughs> uh, like uh, uh, and, and Jameis Winston, listen, we all rely upon God. Now, I think we're not, none of us are atheists or agnostic. Uh, we, we know we, we whatever, uh, I'm, a Ju- I'm a Judeo-Christian. James's theory is too many times yeah. you can't say, I just put it in God's hands. That that, that pass he completed uh, against the, shack? the charges to yeah. Shaq Davis. What? I know the coaches looking at the film. What were you thinking here? Yeah. Oh, man, I just put it in God's hands. That, that, that should have been intercepted. There's no way you want to throw that ball. You know what you have with Jameis Winston? You have really. Boy, that was a nice throw. That was awesome play. Too much like a roller coaster. Yeah. Too much up and down instead of being steady. And then that's when you get all those no, turnovers. Y-
1: you're right. That one pass he hit with uh, Kendra Miller down the sideline was a beautiful yes, throw. Yeah. No. That's what you see. You got to
3: you got to live with that. But then you might see like, oh, what was he it's, thinking? It's now? all
2: home run swings, right? Yeah. Like, it's like a baseball player that only tries to hit home runs. Yeah. It's just, yeah he's the yeah. Joey Gallo
3: of the NFL. <laughs> right. Good point, Jeff.
1: <laughs> see some hoodats hanging on the line. We'll be getting to you. Oakwood Hard Jewelers talk and text lines 504-260-1870. Back with more after the break on WWL. Want to get into our Oakwood Hard Jewelers talk and text lines. We got Daryl in New Orleans East checking in. What you got for us this Friday, Daryl?
0: Hey, thank you very much for taking my call. Uh, I have a question about the um, the secondary. One play, I want to hear Bobby's. I want to hear all, all of your, your opinions about this. That play when they almost had that uh, that quarterback, the backup quarterback, sacked for, for San Diego. He threw basically a Hail Mary pass. And the, uh, the, pot, uh, the San Diego uh, uh, Chargers... Are you talking about like the fourth down play they... late in the game? Is that what you're talking about? Yes. Okay. Yes. And and why? I'm just questioning. What happened after that? Uh, Bobby, if Bobby knows, what happened? How do, how do the Saints correct something like that to make sure you guys are not out here trying to do a fair catch on 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 a, on, a, on <laughs> yeah, the that ball. Was a, that was a bad look and, for Anthony was Johnson. Thing. Oh I thought you had it. I thought you had it. I thought you who was going after the ball? Now Bobby, is that training? Oh, these guys should know better, man, because we wouldn't do that in park ball.
2: Well it was it we was Anthony Johnson it. on the coverage there. I remember and he was kinda of, yeah, he was kinda of trying to field it like a punt almost um, but that was obviously a pass. I can't remember who it was with the charges that caught it, but yeah, I think that's just kind of a, a brain cramp moment at the end of a long game for him. Well, um, and, He's been and,
3: good in camp. Well, yeah, and uh, you know, you always, uh, you always, the way they teach you is to high point the ball, right. be aggressive to the ball, uh, but you know what's crazy about that? I mean, we never would have thought this would have happened, Minneapolis Miracle, like Marcus Williams yeah. I mean uh, how can that happen to a veteran like that it's like oh, it's always like man is the fix on but well, he was a rookie that year I mean but but I mean he was starting all these games right. he, he was like and like you're gonna duck your head and then you're gonna <laughs> whiff no uh, you are human, and then sometimes uh, you know. Jeff, who was it? We had that awful
1: flashback almost this year it in was preseason. Smoke, smoke, smoke Monday. Monday. The almost Jeez. had a similar play against uh, Kansas City, yeah. right? Yeah, he made the tackle, but it was
2: uh, a <laughs>
3: right. You saw yeah. him <laughs> going down like
2: that. Yeah.
3: Well, and and, and a, a lot of times, um, you know, when you know fans will say, "Oh, why did a quarterback throw?" this? "Oh, he threw in the double coverage. He threw in the uh, triple coverage." No, a lot of times you can throw in the double coverage. It doesn't matter who you're throwing to. Like Jimmy Graham, he, he, how many times in the red zone we've seen Jimmy Graham and Drew Brees beat double coverage? Right. You know, like, uh, because a lot of times, you know, a defensive back could be covering a receiver, then the quarterback sees he has his head turned, and you're trying to throw it right past his head before he would actually turn around. Now you got to trust the receiver. They're not going to get big eyes, and they're going to turn around and intercept the ball. So there are times that um, it, it, you're not always not challenging uh, double coverage. Now triple coverage, uh, th- that's more like a Hail Mary situation. Uh, you know that, But double coverage, yeah, a, a quarterbacks trying to hit and that you know where the corner the say it's too deep uh, cover too and the cornerbacks sinking and you want to uh, get it in that hole, uh, you know make a direct throw instead not put too much air on it before the safety can overlap or the safety, I mean or the corner drifts back. Then if you don't throw a nice ball, then it's like, man, that was terrible. Well, why did he do that? Where all of a sudden, if he fits it in there, whoa, that was a tight window, but that was a great throw. So I don't know. You just got to be, you just got to be productive. And if if you're not, then you are always obviously going to be judged on that.
2: Yeah. What well, I'll say for Anthony Johnson, right? Well, how do you stop that from happening? Well, he probably isn't going to make the team. But it's like one of those moments. he's I'm sure it came up in the film room, and he's going to have to answer for it. And then you know, he's a rookie. He's a UDFA out of Virginia. He's going to make mistakes. And um, he's made
3: plays on the ball yeah. in training camp. We've uh, made
2: an interception
1: the other day. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. he's had I want to say Jeff uh, at least two or three interceptions yeah, that least, we've charted yeah. uh with him, so
2: I think he had back-to-back days this week. Yeah, it well in team he had one in team uh, I I want to say on Wednesday and he had one in one-on-ones the other day which okay. I it's it's hard to gauge it's like is that technically an interception when the ball has to come out and you're just making a play on it. I guess it is, but it's not and, the same. And he looks to me. the
3: part. Like yeah, he's like 6'2, 205. Yeah, mm-hmm. big dude. So, uh, you know, if, if they're both even, I'm not hating little people, so don't get mad at me. <laughs> but if you have uh, a big, like, like, okay, like, you know, who you would have advantage over. So let's say they're the same player, okay? Uh, There's a perfect example right here. Let's say Anthony Johnson at 6'2, two 205. Now, no rookie, I'm just talking about their their, their, their stature and where they're at. Uh, versus uh, Ugo Omari who's like 5'9", yeah. you know, 195, 200, whatever. But just that difference. You don't think that 5'9", versus 6'2", uh, if, if they're the same player, I'm taking the same level, they tend to take the bigger player. Now, uh, I think Ugo Omari he plays way bigger than he is, but then they're not on the same level. You understand the point I'm making? That that if you're in the same level, so you're as far, telling me size uh, as, does matter. Yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> the NFL, without <laughs> a doubt. Definitely in the NFL, no no right? matter what the position. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in the NFL for sure. Uh, yeah, uh, all around. Yeah, all around. Exactly. But um, <laughs> but now, if they're not even, no, then you can have little guys be not bigger guys because they just that much better. Well,
1: can you imagine this record heat with no air conditioning? Well, we can't. That's why WWL teamed up with Craig's Electrical and Generators to offer you the chance to win a Generac GP6500, portable generator, total value, almost $1,000. Just go to wwl.com slash contest now for your chance to win backup power from Craig's Electrical and Generators because when the power goes off, Craig's comes on. And wwl we'll be back right after this hitting that oakland hard jewelers talking text line we got jimmy and gretna wanting to talk to us about those saints texans tickets for sunday what's happening this friday jimmy
4: hey what's up boys hey look two things real quick number one yeah the secondary market's got five dollar tickets and look, there's a. I really, thought they were
3: three dollars, Jimmy. You said th- they went up. They went up in price. There was
4: deflation. There was deflation, and then inflation again. Man, it's <laughs> up and down, dude. It's like a stock market, you know. But yeah, you can get five dollar <laughs> tickets on SeatGeek, StubHub, all that stuff for Sunday night. And look, Bobby, check this out. I know you did a card show a week or two ago at the Pacha Transmitter, and I really, yeah. yeah, and I really wanted to go to that. They had Warren Morris there. Well, tomorrow. At uh, it's in Mandeville at the Castine Center, starting at nine o'clock till six, they're having Jose Canseco. This is in Mandeville, guys. Oh wow, it's Jose Canseco. In and Mandeville? And, yeah, Ho- Ho- yeah. Jose Conseco's in Mandeville tomorrow. He's going to be there at ten a.m. signing at the Castine Center. Rudy from the Notre Dame movie will be there. A bunch of LSU players from the College World Series. I think actually Pete Werner, Jamal Williams, and actually Ricky Williams. Who we traded uh, the whole draft for in the Dicka years? He's going to be there at four o'clock. So it's a big event tomorrow. Uh, just look up. Uh, Jose I didn't think Canseco Ricky Cassidy left his house. Center. Oh man, look, he's a little antisocial. <laughs> so um, yeah, but look, Conseco was the man. You know, when I was growing up, if you had a Jose Conseco '86 rated rookie card coming off the yellow bus, you know, all the all the Catholic schoolgirls would start screaming for you like you were Elvis. You know. And uh, so that was uh, that so, was hey, cool, hey, so, man. Now so, Jimmy, day, so
3: Jimmy, so don't tell me Jose Canseco inspired you to be on uh, to get on steroids, uh, you know, to to dude, to, to, to be at the best of the
4: best, huh? Oh, don't I'm, tell me I'm, you did I'm, it, I mean, Jimmy. I'm, I work out in the senior ci- a senior citizen section of the uh, gym. <laughs> put it to you that way. All right, Jimmy. <laughs>
1: Coming back next hour on Sports Talk, we'll be getting the former Saints offensive lineman and Super Bowl champ Jonathan Stinchcomb. Also, getting into more of that training camp sound bank. Dennis Allen and a few couple other players, uh, like a Shaq Davis, we'll hear from. Also want to hear from you on the Oakenheart Heart Jewelers talking text line, 504-260-1870. Back with more Sports Talk after news here on WWL.